0: My wife was biphobic, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to EdenXJ Unfiltered, the podcast where we create a safe and sexy space to unfiltered talk about <laughs> different topics we
1: might be the same sex but we have different opinions
0: oh my Wow, oh, how's a sexy boy is that your new podcast it
1: is i'm trying to work on it
0: so we share everything <laughs> but opinions sometimes
1: <laughs> and don't forget to leave us five stars follow our social media handles Edenxj. yeah
0: there's a lot of fun things happening over there and speaking of our social media at Edenxj, every thursday we do like a let's talk thursday And we open up questions to answer for you all. It seems to be one of our most popular days of the week. Yeah, let's talk (laughs) Thursdays. And we get amazing, very intimate, very personal questions. So we're going to be answering a couple of those at the end. So stay tuned. There's some people who need some serious advice. So we're (laughs) happy to give it. We've, We've been around the block. We've lived many lives. All right. So the topic that we were jumping into today, my wife is biphobic. So let's talk about it. Hey,
1: hey, hey, was biphobic.
0: (laughs) Was biphobic. It's created quite the controversy on TikTok, Instagram, and everywhere else. It feels like there is some black and white areas (laughs) of where people stand with biphobia. And I figured, you know, let's take it to the podcast. Let's have a transparent and honest conversation about this because it was something that we actually dealt with in the beginning of our relationship.
1: Yes, we did. When I first met you, I was very hesitant because you were bi. And I know, I feel like I had a lot of insecurities now looking back that stemmed from, you know, dating bi girls or (laughs) women that just didn't understand their sexuality or maybe they were bi-curious.
0: I just wanna first and foremost commend you for just acknowledging that this was an issue that stems from your own insecurities totally like a lot of people
1: don't want to admit that i know that's the problem <laughs> i keep seeing especially and i'm not saying all but i've seen a mm-hmm. lot of lesbians out here on social media preaching how they're not biphobic mm-hmm. but they will not date bisexual women
0: by definition that is biphobic <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> and that's so wild because i feel like i love the person who you are now and you have always supported me from after obviously that first moment when we had that conversation which I'm very much excited to get into uh, in this podcast not only that like we're going to be open and honest about our story and sometimes you know we had to not sometimes a lot of times we overcame quite a bit of things we are not the same people we were in the beginning of the relationship so if You're hearing these stories and you're like, whoa, I never would have guessed that. Grow me either because (laughs) we've done a lot of growing, but growing is a good thing. It's a great thing. So what we're doing is so many of you look at our social media and you're like, man, I want that one day. I love that. Like that is my goal and that is my dream for my future relationship. This podcast is basically the blueprint of how we got there, but it's the realistic, transparent, unfiltered blueprint of what it took to get there and having hard conversations like this one. And so if some of these things sound a little, like, well, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Well, it's because it was real and it happened. Um, and I love, it's it's easy for me to look back now and be like, man, I'm so proud of you because you just went in there and you're like, I was biphobic and now when I see you look on TikTok and you'll see another lesbian person make a comment about bisexuals, you you will even call call it out before I see it and you'll be like, that was biphobic of her to like go and say that and da, 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 da. and well wow look at you growth <laughs>
1: growth
0: and i'm so yeah, proud of I you i think
1: i think it's a big topic and i think especially in the lgbtq community i think it's bad with women but i think it's even worse with bi men mm-hmm. if i'm honest yeah i think um i think not all lesbians many lesbians mm-hmm. kind of have a chip on their shoulder and there's a lot of um like weight when it comes to like gold stars or women that you know have only slept or have been with other lesbians and it's it's an interesting topic
0: overall I don't know what I want to do and what I'd love to start this podcast off is is taking it back to the beginning like before us because as much as I would love to say like oh let's talk about our biphobia and how we tackled it on like when we met The biphobia and your biphobic experience is going to be different than my biphobic experience. And so I'd love if we can share that with our listeners. And we can start with, if you're okay, talking about where your biphobia actually originated from. Totally. Um, If I'm going to take me back, dissect
1: where this stemmed from, I think it was a couple of things.
0: (laughs) Who are you?
1: (laughs) One. I did date a bisexual girl once a long time ago, and it wasn't anything super serious, but yeah. we did go on a couple of dates. We were both into it. She told me she was bisexual. I was like, no big deal. Um, oh, and-
0: so you weren't always biphobic, you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was like, it's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, And then we went and dated for a couple months, and then she disappeared, right? She just- Whoa. What? Yeah, she just disappeared. Like ghosted like you disappeared? Ghosted or- me before ghosting was a thing. And then I saw her like, I don't know, three months later and she was pregnant. Whoa. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So she was pregnant when we were talking.
0: Stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Okay. So that, that was my first bisexual, intercoun- or bisexual encounter. Ooh. And it wasn't the greatest. And I think the second part for me was all the movies that I grew up watching. Like Movies like The Kids Are All Right and Blue is the Warmest Color.
0: Oh, she did Blue is the Warmest Color. They
1: just don't (laughs) give bisexuals a good rep. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I grew up thinking that bisexual women eventually cheat Uh, on women with men.
0: Okay, question. Sure. Was that person who cheated on you was that your only experience with bi girls? Or did you give anyone a chance after that? Or was that kind of your one and done?
1: Um, I think that was the only bi girl I dated. Mm. I hooked up with some bi girls for sure. But I never gave them the time of day when it came to an actual relationship or taking them seriously. Okay. It was kind of one of
0: these like we're just going to hook up and have a good time and that's about it. Okay. And now I have a question for you. Sure. And we'll, we'll really dissect this later because I feel like this is very common on the other side of the spectrum. Um. Do you ever tell these bi girls? Or sorry, question. <laughs> Pensions. Did you ever tell? <laughs> did you ever tell these bi girls uh, that you weren't looking for something serious with them because they were bi? No, never, never. Right? Ever? Okay. Well, I'll just <laughs> put a little tab in <laughs> and get back to it later. Okay. Um, uh, I actually wanna address something in your story because I feel like that's this is kind of the seed of how your biphobia all started and like dissect that a little bit sure because i don't feel like it's uncommon um not that that it should be super common uh if we dissect the bisexual aspect of it cheating is bad all the way around correct um i've been in multiple relationships as well with cheaters uh unfortunately i have also had the experience of being with a man who cheated on me. And then I found out through the woman who told me that she was pregnant. So it's, even though we're on different sides of the sexuality spectrum, cheating sucks all the way around. But I think the difference between you and I is that I didn't blame the sexuality for his cheating and getting another girl pregnant, I blamed him. Like, I blame the cheater for it. And I feel like I have a very different, which was shocking to me, uh, ideology of, you know, where biphobia stems from because often it's correlated with cheating. People Mm -hmm. are afraid that you are going to cheat or leave them for, sorry, lesbians. I'm just going to call you (laughs) out. I'm just going to say it how it is because this is unfiltered lesbians not all not all but some sorry correction the all the biphobic lesbians (laughs) tend to have this fear and notion um whether it was an experience similar to yours or maybe it's something that hasn't happened to them but happened to somebody they knew or a friend or saw it in a movie or it's just portrayed i was gonna say that yeah or portrayed in a movie where a by woman will leave you for a man or have an affair with a man or something to that notion will happen. Okay. That is one aspect of it yep. that where all of this stems from. And I want to just reiterate like exclamation mark, underline, whatever you gotta do to like stamp this and put this on. Sexualities do not make people cheat people cheat their sexuality just happens to be attached to them doesn't there is no 100% guarantee that every bisexual cheats and there is no 100% guarantee that every bisexual is monogamous or faithful people are people and when people show you who they are you have to believe them thank you oprah (laughs) <laughs> um and that is fair and that is the rule and law that you should abide by for all sexualities and hold people t- accountable for how they are and how they treat you and i think the stigma with bisexuals in, in within this nature is that not all lesbians so let me just keep saying can we just assume that when i say lesbians i don't mean all lesbians if not i can keep saying not all lesbians <laughs> <laughs> not lesbians not all lesbians feel this way, but I feel like the difference um, that is held up between bisexuals and any other sexuality is that, like people view bisexuals' sexual identity as a threat, not for who they are now and not for who they could be in the future, but for their past. And let me explain. So when I went on the state with you, you were afraid of my past, even though I told you that I'm bi. My bi is like my present and my person, I'm still presently by now. But what you were afraid of was my past and a ghost or a phantom or something that doesn't exist. It is something that has happened. You have had a past, I have had a past, but for some reason, because my past looks different than yours, my past is more scarier. I could have easily sat in the room and been like, whoa, you've been with all of these women. You've been cheated on by women before.
1: Yeah, but I think you're right. You are correct. But for whatever reason, it might be just misinformation, but what I thought of bisexual women women was there was a higher risk of STDs because they've dated and have hooked up with many dudes or dudes in general. Um, So that was one of the things that I was not down to go to do
0: okay that's also misinformation I hear you that is also I'm just not completely
1: <laughs> right mm-hmm. STDs was a huge thing and I didn't want to hook up with a girl who was hooking up with a dude I just didn't I didn't like men in that way I didn't want like the thought of like having sloppy seconds was it was something I didn't want to deal with and secondly it was the fact that I couldn't compete with a man like, if you did leave me, or if this bi girl left me for a man, it's it would feel different than a girl leaving me for a girl. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's touch on the the sloppy seconds <laughs> portion of your conversation.
1: This is unfiltered, <laughs> This guys. is
0: unfiltered. And I just want to say, this
1: is not how I think now. This is just yeah. me being completely honest with why I didn't date bisexual women before I met Eden.
0: Yes. And... Well, first of all, like, thank you for explaining to me where the bisexuality and the fear of biphobia first stemmed from because cheating sucks all the way around. Right. And so if we take it back, now that I kind of know where this came from, if we take it back to our first date. Right. Right. You strung me along for a month. So all of you giving me. Because I was thinking, should I or should I not? Well, all of you giving me crap for making her wait forty five minutes, she made me wait thirty days. <laughs> and what were you thinking? What were you? Oh, you is it that girl who got pregnant? Was that was that thought behind in the back of your mind? Um, maybe subconsciously, but not mm-hmm.
1: upfront. I think I think what I was thinking the most was uh, I don't want to deal with like her being with guys, mm-hmm. and I also was already getting shit. Like I remember when I when we matched. Mm-hmm. And I had a certain group of friends oh. who aren't my friends anymore. We're going to do
0: a Friends Club <laughs> episode. I think that should be the next I one. I think so
1: too. But, anyways, I, I remember I showed them your picture and they were like, oh, she's cute. Wait, she's bi? Ugh, don't waste your time. First like, of
0: all, I'm just. They weren't good friends for just literally saying that I was cute because I was way more than cute. <laughs> You were sexy, dropped it, gorgeous, yeah. all the above. Thank you. So those clearly were not good friends. Butterflies and hearts. <laughs> um,
1: yes, but they they all had kind of the same reaction. Like, don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. By girls are, you know, they're lame, they cheat, they hook up with men. You can't really have a serious relationship with by girls anyways. Like, just little things like that. Yeah. So I think that was more of my hesitation because I didn't want to waste my time. And I also didn't want to deal with all of that you know having like to get criticized so early on by friends and like that was a big thing for me i used to be a big people pleaser yeah and for me the thought of like bringing you around Mm. and having to deal with all of that and like the eye rolls and like the side comments and all of that so there's a lot of thinking like is it worth it is this Ah. date worth all of this retaliation and i don't know um bs that comes along with dating
0: you know what you're saying reminds me of a a tiktok that we recently saw of a girl who claims that she's not biphobic better you are (laughs) so let me just put that out there because this this is my issue uh i appreciate 100 somebody who owns it yeah versus somebody who lies about it and is in denial about it And saying that you have a preference, lesbians who hide biphobia under preference, that you have a preference of not dating bisexuals because of their sexuality is still biphobic. Yeah. And that's the issue that I have. And I just want to put that out there. But what you said is very similar to what she said on TikTok. So I'm starting to see a lot of connection and dots of where this mentality still stems from because this was your mentality almost four years ago. right? And it still clearly is prevalent now. And she said that she just doesn't have like a lot of mental space to handle or deal with somebody who's bisexual because she's like a mouse on a wheel running all of these different scenarios in her head. And it's just easier to date somebody who is the same sex because for whatever reason, those same worries (laughs) aren't there. It's just they just magically disappear, you know. When you're not by, they just poof gone. But you know, when you're by, it's like all of these different things. So it's interesting that you were so your wheels were already turning about how are people going to react with her being by? How am I going to rea- how am I going to react with her being by? You know, what is she going to do? What is like blah blah blah? All of these different things. So right off the bat, it didn't feel easy for you.
1: No, definitely not.
0: And it took maybe a month. Of you convincing yourself, <laughs> or maybe I'm just so great at convincing and I not mean, letting you go. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> it's it's wild to think about going back now because you did say you didn't take bisexuals seriously. No, right? I did not. You didn't take bisexuals seriously. You would have a good time with them, but not take them seriously, not date them. But also, you didn't tell them that.
1: No, I did not. You know? so You're
0: right. I was playing. I was playing the field, <laughs> <laughs> and I will say. When you went on the date with me, were you more nervous because our conversations, you were already thinking that this was going to be more of a hookup? Or were you well, still planning on hooking up with me?
1: Well, when I met up with you on our first date, you were 45 minutes late. So that already <gasps> was a negative in my book. you, so you already lost wait. brownie points. We're you talking wait. about the first date right now. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> fine. So that wasn't a good thing. But then when we sat down and we had like, probably one of the best conversations that I've ever had in my life with a human being. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of disappeared. I didn't think about you being bisexual. It was just you as a person. Yeah. So I do think that a lot of these, a lot of these, um, like what ifs or a lot of the reason why people are scared mm-hmm. about dating bisexuals is because they don't, They, to your point, they see sexuality before they see a person. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me to forget any of those insecurities because we had matched on like a different level.
0: Mm -hmm. And a part of the big conversation that we had on our first date, and I think this is what happens a lot with bisexuals, is that our sexuality is the only real one that holds sex in the title. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's really hard to disassociate sex with our sexuality because well, you guys are, are hypersexualized all the time. I mean, but that's media, that's people, right. that's everything else. But our sexuality and choice of who we choose to be and who we choose to be with is so much more than sex. And that's why I still choose to identify with, with bisexuality today because my, my sexuality isn't just only hung up on sex. It's like emotional, it's mental, mm-hmm. it's spiritual. It's all of those things on you know on top of sex too but that's not the main focus and that's not the focus in in all of the array of spectrums i think people think bisexuality is a man and a woman a man and the woman at the same time or when you're with a man you want a woman you're with a woman you want a man like people's bisexuality and their growth and their path and their journey is all different and the spectrum is so different you can be physically attracted to one type of sex and you can be emotionally attracted to a different type of sex Mm -hmm. there is obviously always exceptions to every rule and things change and people evolve and sometimes the one "Ah!" just like walks (laughs) into the room and changes your whole world and that's it and that's all you want and that's all you ever want and your sexuality just doesn't change but the person who you're with is that's who you choose to be with and I think that's the hardest thing for bisexuals to really fight for and get across is that people hang up so much of our sexuality based on who we're with instead of who we are. And that's not fair. And it's an unbelievably double standard of like a tightrope we constantly have to walk on because people have so much prejudice and bias against us before we even walk through the door and make you wait 30 minutes, 30 (laughs) days (laughs) to get a date because of something you didn't even do.
1: No, I hear you. And And I think that a lot of it has to, like now, thinking back and even going through the list of reasons why I didn't want to date a bisexual, it all stems from me, right? Like I'm putting this baggage from like that bisexual girl that I dated a long time ago. Yeah like, screwed me over onto you automatically, or two, I'm putting the fact that I'm a lesbian on a pedestal yeah, and everybody else beneath that, mm-hmm. you know? And to your point, people that cheat, cheat. So that there was that as well. Uh,
0: that's a, a whole other level of chip on lesbian <laughs> shoulders that I've never understood of that I'm greater than. And But you all do it, not all, Uh y'all some do it within your own community by leveling gold stars above other things. And then so y'all have tiers within your own selves. I'm like, why? Well, there's tiers within LGBTQ plus IA, everything. I I get that within our own alphabet, but at least there's a different letter. Y'all are the same letter and have your own tier and hierarchy (laughs) and like pyramid, whatever. But for me and what I'm trying to understand. And maybe this, this, this one stems back to like, one of my biphobic trauma experiences. And it was a date that wasn't too far off from when we first met. And I don't know what it really burned me. I'm not gonna lie. And I knew I wanted to date women. But this definitely made me question if I if my next date or if I wanted to continue doing this because it actually like really hurt pretty bad and for me at the time like sure dating men were easier it was a lot easier of an experience kind of like what you're saying it's like my mental capacity my I didn't have to think or do much or try very hard because like that wasn't my experience dating men Mm -hmm. but with women it was a lot more work and a lot more effort and a lot more energy, as it should be, because you know, there is no comparison, but- we're well,
1: goddesses.
0: <laughs> and there is no comparison. I knew that's what I wanted, but I remember I went on this date. date? Who'd you go on a date with? <laughs> you're like, oh, she broke her heart. Um, no, it, it was just, it was a date. Uh, the date went from my I experienced like pretty well, Uh was nothing crazy or nothing special. went to a bar and was just being respectful to her in like that time. Um, From what I can tell, it went great. She was a lesbian, was like, I guess what she would like to identify is like a, not a hardcore lesbian, but she took her lesbianism very, very seriously as much as, I don't even know what that even means, if I'm honest. Like, I don't know. Do you guys get points or like chips to people (laughs) (laughs) who, who like dedicate for the cause? But, you know, it is what it is. Radical Um, lesbian. Radical lesbian and respected her or whatever. Um, Tried to go on a second date, but for whatever reason, she kept like blowing me off. And I was like, okay, cool. Like you're busy. And then sure enough, um, she just finally went out and said it. She's like, I am at a different stage in my lesbian sexuality than you are that I feel like you can never relate to. And I just feel like you as a bisexual, like you aren't, basically, you aren't enough. You aren't gay enough for, like, a second date. Wow, the audacity. What's her at? Drop it. Drop her Oh, no, babe. no, no, no. This is where I was like, okay, okay. And this was, like, kind of a, I knew probably what lesbians were thinking when I would start talking to them on the dating apps. And then, obviously, it would go cold after the bisexual conversation would come up. But I've never had somebody like, just tell it to me like that. Like you're not gay enough. I was like, okay. So this is just confirms what what y'all are all saying. But I think the kicker at the end was a few months later, um, she ended up marrying a man. What? Yeah. She ended up marrying a man. And I was like-
1: I am shook right now. I was like,
0: you, made me feel so crummy and you made me feel so bad like ah, I felt really down during that time because it was so hard to be by. but I just refused to be anything else like I'm gonna keep this is where I'm gonna be because this is who I am and you made me feel bad for who I was like I wasn't enough like I wasn't good enough to be in this room with everyone else and then you went and married a man I married a woman. I, I I don't know who or where you are, and you're a lesbian cause, but at some point you changed. And I just went back and it made me think. I was like, maybe you were so hard on me because you were trying to be hard on yourself. At the end of the day, you weren't gay enough for the space and the circle. Like, you're... Uh, I'm not going to judge. I don't know. I don't follow her anymore. I think after I saw that I she need was... need you to give all of us your ass <laughs> so we can send her a bag of dicks. I was just like, wow. Like, the audacity to put me down and then you went and did something that, like, I That's could crazy. never do. But... It was just, I'm not gonna talk on her sexuality. I'm not mm-hmm. talk on her about being a bad lesbian or being a lesbian. She was just a bad person, right? at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day. And I don't know what or who she chooses to identify as anymore. Um, I, don't, I don't, again, don't even follow this person anymore. But I will say the way that she made me feel less than or is similar to the way a lot of lesbians know make bisexuals feel like we're not gay enough to be in the room like we're, we don't deserve a second date and I could have easily taken that experience and blamed all lesbians for that sure and did just went and kept dating men because it, at the time whatever it was easier but that wouldn't be who I am it wouldn't be who I was and I feel like it's not so impossible to just ask people, separate the sexuality from the person. Ask the person all the questions you want to ask if this person meets your values and meets your ideology and your systems and whatever you want to be and who you love and your love languages as a person. And if that person checks all of those boxes, that's who you should be talking to and that's who you should be with. But if they're not it, then they're not it. But remove sexuality from that factor. At the end of the day, they're just people. And you like who you like and you don't who you don't. But sexuality, again, shouldn't have to play such a big factor because that's not something that you can see. Sexual identity and sexual sexuality are two completely different things. You cannot physically see a sexuality
1: Correct. from
0: a person standing by themselves, not hung up and standing next to another person. If I stand next to you, people assume my sexuality is lesbian because there are two people. But if you are removed from the equation, I'm standing here by myself, you cannot see my sexuality. People can assume because you will love to put people in boxes, but who I am as a person on my own, separate from you and separate from the world is different. And I have my own set of values and I have my own set of rules and I love the way that I love and that will never change. And my sexuality doesn't hold that part in it. My, my love languages are my own. My personality is my own. My monogamy is my own. And doesn't belong to anybody but me. And what I want lesbians to stop stating that, you know, I'm not biphobic, but I just prefer not to date. Bisexuals is so dangerous because at the end of the day, it's the same thing because you cannot see a sexuality and you're refusing to see a person. And for whatever reason, as much as I can say, I am not going to categorize all lesbians in the same category, you can easily say, not all bisexuals are in the same category. If you're dating a string of bad people who happen to be bisexuals, that's your dating selection at the end of the day. That is your choice. To you know, go on this date with this person.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And at, and it can keep going on a bad string of things. I think the cop out and the easier thing to do is, you know, those five dates were so bad. See, bisexuals, they're, they're terrible people versus you stating that you just made a terrible selection of people. And I've had a bad string of dates, too. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to blame the sexuality of those people. Those were just bad people, and it was a bad time in my life. (laughs) And we've all had those. We've all had bad dates. And you know what? It's not all going to be perfect. We all know it's a numbers game. You kissed a bunch of frogs before you got to me. Oh, yes, I did. I know. I know you did. (laughs) But, you know, your past and your journey and how you got to me isn't with you now. Like, you're here now, and... No more France. <laughs> and another issue and point I want to talk about when, you know, people talk about bisexuals and how they don't uphold the same standards as lesbians, like let's say dating, right? There was a TikTok I saw where bisexuals, you know, they they still hold the older patriarchy of, you know, the other woman has to pay at the date or one. Is obviously treated still like the woman in the relationship and the other one should still be the male. Which that is is such BS doesn't come with the sexuality as well. That's just
1: a shitty person that doesn't want to pay for the first date. <laughs> or doesn't want to split the bill.
0: <laughs> I, I like you you'd be surprised the amount of women who still like come on a date. And I feel like again, not all femmes. I am a femme too. And like you're a femme too. And it's just who you are as a person i i personally when i go on a date like i i like to pick up the tab that i is, do too that is you too the first chat the yeah. first date,
1: always yeah the
0: first date always and unless there's like a further conversation about it where somebody like wants to split it like i'm i'm super open to it but that's just a conversation you have up front of like where you stand and people thinking like bisexuals have this old ideology of how the rules and the dynamics are. I'm like, that's not, that's not true either. Like our dynamics are all so different and it's just a conversation of how you want to have those dynamics. And, you know, we're both confident and, you know, independent. And at times one wants to be dominant, one wants to be submissive and vice versa. And you flip-flop and it's just open communication. I think people nowadays forget to have that. They just... Because you couldn't read my mind, I'm gonna ride you off. Yeah. Instead of just telling the person what you want. Okay, so before I forget, there was a little tab I put in my brain about something you said. And this is because like again solid on TikTok. Um, and I feel like this is a rhetoric I've heard quite often within the TikTok circle mm-hmm. and lesbian versus bi circle, uh, is people are bi-curious and like to just talk about the definition of bi-curious is it's kind of a term that's used for when straight girls like to make out with other girls Mm -hmm. and just say that they're bi-curious but not wanting to commit to the sexuality it's like it's it's kind of like you can dip your toes into the we've cer- all We've all made out
1: with that one bi-curious girl. curious and, and the bathroom's drunk at a bar.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, the straight girl is just bi-curious. So it's like temporarily bi for the moment and curious about making out girls and then moving on back to being straight. So let's talk about it because I feel like that is a narrative that gets thrown around quite a bit bi curious some lesbians (laughs) feeling like bisexual girls aren't bi they're just bi curious Mm. Uh, a lot of the bi girls that they meet will say oh you know i will hook up with you but i won't date you seriously like i can't i can't date a girl but i will hook up with one or i'll have sex with one let's play even cards here and like even playing fields here uh what you brought up too and which i'm sure other lesbians do is say i will hook up with a bi girl but i won't take them seriously Mm -hmm. so it's that whole double-edged sword but when a bi girl does it when a bi girl wants to hook up with another girl but won't date them and take them seriously
1: yeah
0: now all of a sudden the buys are the bad ones they're the assholes yeah But an asshole is an asshole. Correct. At the end of the day. No offense. (laughs) Uh, But I want to say, again, probably because I'm biased, what I appreciate about bisexuals, and this is what I want people to grasp on and get a hold of, is that they're straight up. They are honest. And when they tell you, hey, I am physically open to dating women, but not mentally and emotionally, like, open to dating one that is it that is who they are they are telling you what they want and who they are and what they're looking for and they're not stringing you along or any of those things they're telling you what they are that is your choice to either accept or deny right but i will always 100 percent appreciate somebody who's honest with me on the spectrum removing sexuality right i have had people tell me you know what I'm just looking for a hookup, but I'm not looking for anything serious. Right? Right. If I just said that, you wouldn't know what gender I'm talking about. Right. Or sexuality. Remove both of those things. Somebody telling you, you know what, I'm just looking for something physical. I'm not looking for something serious, is the exact same term, whether you're bi, whether you're gay, whether you're whatever. Somebody telling you what they want and who they are is that somebody telling you. And hanging a bisexual's sexuality over this, just for them being honest, is not fair. And it's not, again, this double-edged sword that we have to walk on eggshells and be careful of what we say because it's going to be twisted and turned around into you know, something that's going to attack us later versus someone's just being honest with you. They're saying, you know what? I'm not emotionally available for you, physically available for you. But gay people say that, straight people say that. Everyone says that. Everyone said that depending on where they are in their life. Now completed my bi rant. Thank you so much (laughs) all of you for (laughs) allowing me to do that in this space. I'm sorry I held you hostage. Uh, I hope...
1: Wait, I think it's really important... Some people might not know what biphobia is, so you've got to explain what biphobia is.
0: Oh, I I will explain what biphobia is. Uh, Biphobia is the fear of bisexuals. Phobia is a fear. Bi is bisexual. So it's just the fear of a bisexual. Um, Depending on what that fear looks like, it can be different to different people, you know? And that initial fear... Is what I think condemns the sexuality quite a bit, uh, and it's strange because as a bisexual, I feel like there's nothing that you should be afraid of. But there's this whole terminology of biphobia or bi eraser, which is another big term that people try to erase our sexuality because it's just easier for them. Um, mm. Like me being in a you know same sex relationships easier for people to just assume that I'm gay or lesbian. I am lesbian. I'm definitely not a lesbian, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure to get you penis cards every year. Oh, you can Never stop doing you that. <laughs> that you are loved in this household. And by phobia and by eraser, it's, it feels like why is our sexuality like the only one that has these extra layers, these extra hoops that we have to jump through mm-hmm. and dodge, like the matrix, you know, it's, it's not fair when we have so many bigger things to fight for and work towards if we just got all in the same boat and just started seeing shitty people for shitty people and good people for good people. Mm -hmm. And that is as easy as it can be to handle the situation. And I think it starts with a conversation. Um, And we first had our conversation on our first date. And you told me that you were biphobic and that I was the only... By a girl that you were considering on going on a date with. Uh, a second date, yeah. A second date with because this is not something that you do. <laughs> and all of the things that you were afraid of, which was me leaving you for a man. Yeah, well, I
1: think a lot of them, I mean once, and I think it also takes that, you know. I think you were the first person who sat with me and had the conversation the honest raw conversation of just like where do these things stem from and why do you feel the way that you feel and there was safe space enough to have this conversation where I didn't feel like I was being judged or I was perceived a certain way I think that has a lot to do with it too like creating that safe space with your person and being able to say hey you know what now that I've thought about it I think a lot of the biphobia bi- stems from my insecurities mm-hmm. of just being cheated on because I have been cheated on before yeah. many times and like realizing that it's that it's my fear of being cheated whether you're a man or a woman or you're bi or gay or whatever yeah. like it's just being cheated on mm-hmm. and yeah
0: No, I was going to say, I think it's tackling the boogeyman in the closet. Right. right? Like I had to really find out where your fears were. So I think when I asked you, um, you were like, oh, I'm afraid that you're going to cheat. And then I told you, I was like, well, ask me, um, do I cheat or do I stand on cheating? Right. And I told you, uh, I hold cheating and lying in the same category. So if you're worried uh, about where I stand on this, uh, I do not lie uh because i see it just as bad as cheating uh and i will not cheat on you because i know what that feels like and i would never want to do that to anyone else uh, and that's who i am and you did bring up the std thing mm-hmm. and i brought you my clean records <laughs> uh I I also asked you for an STD <laughs> screening. Well, I think that was a cool thing.
1: I will say, like, when I was single, like, when I met you, we were obviously both active mm-hmm. and, like, going on many dates. Yeah. And I was really big on taking STD tests before and taking an STD test after each partner. Yeah, just so that I can, like, track if anything were to go left. Mm-hmm. Like, I can definitely come back and say, like, I hooked up with you. You were the only one within this time period. These are my STD tests Mm -hmm. before and after and you also did that and i thought that was really cool because there were many times where i didn't hook up with girls because they thought that was really weird like they they were like what like you think i'm dirty like they almost took offense to me wanting to make sure we were both safe practicing safe sex um, but that was cool.
0: No, I definitely did that with everyone. Yeah, like, that was like the first question. And if you felt like that was a weird question, then I'm just I'm not. Gonna, I mean, that's us. Yeah, I'm just not gonna hook up with you for sure. Like, Same. That's not where my yeah. I I told you on my first day I'm very protective of my body. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't gonna do that. And whatever you needed to make you feel safe. Um, and for myself to feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And that was like the, another fear. So I was like, okay, let's start tackling these things. And then I felt like it was just peeling at different layers where you're running out of, I wouldn't say excuses. Uh, You were running out of excuses as to why dating me was bad. Because now I think another thing you brought up, you're like, oh, what will your friends think? And then I asked you, well, then why are they your friends? If,
1: yeah, I think you made me realize I wasn't I didn't have the best <laughs> a group of friends around me at the time. And I'm really glad that we did do a friend's cleanse and that's going to be our next episode. Yeah. Um, so definitely tune in for that one. But I think it also matters who you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. And if your friends are biphobic, then by default, you will also mm-hmm. be biphobic. <laughs>
0: and you know what? I commend you because you... I've never asked you, and then we'll get into the Friends Cleanse conversation. I never asked you to make a choice. Every choice that you've ever made was on your own, and I never gave you an ultimatum in that space. But after each layer kept getting pulled back, I think the last thing that you were left with was, I'm just bisexual. (laughs) I fit every other category that you're looking for. I just happen to be bi. And, I mean, it was your choice whether or not you wanted to date me. Yeah, um, but, but that's, again, it's because all of everything lined up, right? Yeah. Like our values,
1: our goals, every, who you are as a person lined up to who I wanted to be with mm-hmm. and who I wanted to grow old with and get married and all that all that fun stuff. But you're right. To your point, it's just your sexuality. You were on paper. You still are like the perfect person for yeah. me. And I think it's, it's that. It's just viewing people as people versus judging them for their sexuality. Mm-hmm.
0: And judging them for their past. Yeah. I think that our sexuality is so hung up on who we've been with and who we've, you know, uh, who we've been with in the past. And I feel like if a relationship is so built on the past, it's just not going to have any foundation for a future. And you overlooked my past um, by giving – this bisexual a chance <laughs> and not that you should have to say i'm gonna give you a chance you know because that's i never said that no 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 you've never said that but i i know i've heard you know on tiktok where people will say like I, I, you know i give bi girls a chance and you know they prove me wrong or i'm gonna give a bi girl a chance and the cards are already stacked against them because you have this preconceived idea about who they are is it really a fair chance you know what i mean and Nobody wants to feel like you're making an exception to a rule or you're giving somebody a chance. You should just let people be who they are. Mm -hmm. And what I love and what I want to talk about is how we were able to build on that trust um, in breaking down your insecurities because Mm -hmm. insecurities is not like a light switch. Swish. Not like a light switch. (laughs) Swish like Nike. Swish like a Nike. It's not a light switch. As much as uh, you want to say, like, okay, stop being biphobic, you just turn that off, (laughs) and then we're, like, good to go. It doesn't work that way. Um, So I would say, like, how did you feel like we were able to make it work? A lot, a lot of conversations. A lot. Judgment-free, judgment-free conversations. conversations. I
1: think it's really important to feel like I, I mean, I've said this before, I grew up in a household where like emotions and feelings wasn't a thing mm-hmm. and communication wasn't a thing. So uh, having a partner that was willing to kind of bear it all with me and create safe space to where I felt comfortable coming and being honest and open and having these really raw conversations was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And second, therapy. Like we went Mm. to therapy six months into our relationship, not because we were having crazy problems, but because we wanted to really build that foundation. Yeah. And I think a lot of couples' relationships, people just don't realize how important it is to build that foundation because essentially you're both coming from two different backgrounds, completely different backgrounds, and you're trying to blend both. Like that is a relationship. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell. And everyone's and bringing baggage. Everyone's bringing baggage. Everybody, everyone's bringing <laughs> Trauma. different traumas and all, triggers. And you somehow have to manage that. Like you're, it's a guessing game at this mm-hmm. point. And unless you have the right tools to really work on those things, it's a total bust. Mm-hmm. So I think that was – I think those are the two things that really helped us and yeah. helped me really learn where is this stemming from. Like really digging in.
0: Uh, understanding triggers uh and seeing them as like line landmines because when they go off i i do de- not i don't know where they are mm-hmm. i just know when i step on one right like you get very upset or vice versa like when you step on one of mine it's just like blows up and you know we don't know where these things are but after they like one's already been detonated yeah. you know we try to avoid another one but it's not making the other person feel guilty for being triggered. It's having a conversation and understanding where that trigger came from. And I know my bisexuality was an adjustment for you and, you know, understanding and getting used to that. And so I let you ask all the questions. I let you have that space to be insecure when you needed to and not judge you for it and have an empathy and understanding that you are trying to grow. Like you didn't, Harp and understand. um You didn't harp. You didn't like, you didn't attack me or make me feel guilty for being bi.
1: Yeah. No, I remember early on in our relationship, there were times where we were out at like restaurants or just at a bar mm-hmm. or some event, and there would be guys that would come and like try to hit on you. And in the beginning, it made me feel all, like some type of way, mm-hmm. but it took a lot of talking, right? Like I was able to voice, obviously, I'd tell them you were with me and we were together, and then they'd leave and then it would take me telling you hey that made me feel this way like and then you knowing that it made me feel a certain type of way yeah and like working on it together
0: yeah and we we had an open conversation about like what is your expectation and yeah. then what is realistic right what's happening is that men are approaching me but that is not by default my fault
1: no of course not therefore you're a beautiful woman (laughs) at a bar and they're gonna assume that we're sisters every single time (laughs) every every
0: single time and so the if the expectation is to avoid all men in this world that's an unrealistic expectation right that's not it if the open and honest conversation is okay with the situation and acknowledging that this is going to happen it will happen probably again for who knows however long but how we handle it together and how we handle the situation that makes you feel comfortable that makes me feel comfortable mm-hmm. and how we move going forward is what I'm willing to do with you and I think reassuring you and having that yeah. reassurance is just like hey trust me I'm not just gonna walk up <laughs> into the sunset for the first guy who says what's up at a bar because trust me that is just and uh, add that to the unrealistic expectation because that's just not who I am. I hear you. And reminding you who yeah. I am and calming down that little fear and insecurity yeah. until, you know, it's gone. And I think that happened in the beginning,
1: the mm-hmm. very beginning of our relationship. And that helped a lot. Yeah. Like just being secure and mm-hmm. trusting you. I think trust has a lot mm-hmm. to do with it too. Not letting my imagination run free
0: i I also, wild. I also didn't judge you for your insecurity. Like I was like, hey, like thank you for acknowledging it Um, and I'm going to do whatever I can to meet you in the middle because you're not alone and so I'm going to do what I can to remind you and make you feel secure in this relationship because that's how I want you to feel and I'm not going to judge you for being insecure Uh, I'm not I'm not here to judge you I'm here to help you right and we're a team and you're never going to have to go through things like this alone yeah And, and I learned that in therapy I learned not to judge you for your insecurities I learned not to attack you for your insecurities to not blame you for them because again you're coming into this relationship with baggage I also have baggage that I'm coming into and I'm hoping that to receive the same amount of grace that right. I give you when my landmines go off and this relationship and navigating it together will go a lot smoother if we're helping each other out and avoiding these landmines versus just stepping on them and dealing with the aftermath yeah yeah all of this to say, don't be biphobic <laughs> and don't
1: date assholes. That, that's all it comes down to.
0: I think that's it. That's pretty much all it comes down to yeah. is don't be biphobic. Don't try to erase people's bisexualities. Be open-minded and understanding. And um, if someone cheats on you, they're just assholes. They're just assholes. That's who they are. It's not their sexuality. <laughs> it's not a thing. I don't know if there's a cheating sexuality out there um but unless there is one then blame them (laughs) but uh thank you so much for joining us on our third episode my wife was bisexual she (laughs) has seen the light uh of the purple light apparently yeah (laughs) Uh, dating a bisexual and i'm so proud of her and her growth and we hope that having these conversations and addressing insecurities and creating safe space um for people to be insecure and to also grow and you know to give people the opportunity to show you who they are yeah and we hope this episode made you think
1: about biphobia
0: and bisexuality in general in in general and i know that we have patiently awaiting listeners that's right answer a couple of our let's talk let's talk let's chat (laughs) let's let's talk
1: thursday okay Okay. yeah i'll hit you with the question okay question number one tips on how to manage work life and relationship
0: Ooh, tips on how to manage work life and relationship. Uh, I would say having open communication. I know everything comes back to open communication, but you need to have open communication with yourself. I uh, was a recovering workaholic. (laughs) I very, very, very much chose work always. Um, It was a really big dynamic and conversation in our relationship that Mm -hmm. was an issue and I, I battled and I like fought kicking and screaming, trying to grow and change out of that. But I, you know, I will admit where I am wrong. Uh, That's what I love about being a Gemini. Like we'll call ourselves out before we let anybody else do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I was a really bad workaholic. And as somebody who was a recovering workaholic, I had to understand that you can't give all of yourself to just one thing. You have to find balance in yourself, but also be open uh to communicating with your partner when it does come to balancing work and a relationship and then i believe she has what life and school yeah work
1: life school work,
0: work life in school and the way that i i loved um the dynamic in therapy i learned this was like having a pie chart mm-hmm. you only have a hundred percent right you can only give a hundred percent and you can't say 150 percent, 120 because you want to split more things you can't so You have to give a certain amount of percentage that feels right to you for work, a certain amount of percentage for your partner, a certain amount of percentage for your family, for other social life, other things that are important to you. And divide that up in a way that makes sense and feels right to you and really stick to it. Um, Realizing I was giving, I think like. 70 80 percent of myself to my work and leaving the rest to my partner and not really leaving anything for myself and by giving so much to my work my partner was feeling obviously neglected and I was neglecting the relationship and you know putting work first it wasn't healthy and it wasn't a healthy dynamic um, and I didn't realize how unhealthy it was until I saw the pie chart and I saw how much I was giving to other areas. So I would say do the pie chart, figure out how much you're giving and where you're giving and move some of those numbers around. Um, And then make sure that's okay with you. And then have your partner do the same thing and then communicate, you know, have be honest and have that balance. Yeah. Also share the pies. I think that's important. Share each other's pies. Yeah.
1: Where your partner Mm-hmm.
0: Or your partner's percentages and where your percentages. I think that will speak volumes and in. compromise. Yeah, because you can say like you know I want to give twenty percent to my partner and your partner feels like you know twenty percent isn't enough. I I feel like I need thirty or I need this much. Like, can we meet in the middle? And having that open communication as well is like really helpful. If the
1: relationship is worth it, you'll make it work.
0: Not make an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Question number two. Question number me.
0: two. Okay. Um, how do you have healthy fights?
1: Ooh, uh, this is a good question. So when Eden and I first met, we had very different fighting dynamics. Yeah. We learned very quickly and y'all can just go online and take a fight language test because that will help you tremendously if you <laughs> haven't already, because there are many different ways that people fight, right? Yeah. There's reactive, mm-hmm. there's shutting down. Yeah. There's
0: just a bunch of screaming matches, <laughs> screaming matches, <laughs> <I just, laughs> uh,
1: a whole spectrum. Yeah. But when we first met, I am I shut down, um, or at least I mm-hmm. used to. Not anymore so much. I mean, I bad habits creep up sometimes. I do have slip ups, but I think for the mm-hmm. most part, I can talk yeah. about my issues with you, and any arguments that we can have, we we can just have them. Mm-hmm. But before I was very, as soon as we would get into an argument. I would just shut down and I would want space yeah. more than anything. Like I was big on just yeah, leave me alone in a room <laughs> and let me cool off because I need space. And Eden is yeah. the complete opposite
0: of yeah. that. I, it took me a lot to understand just trying to avoid the situations, but it wasn't like I want to avoid and come back to this. You just want to avoid it altogether and like sleep it under the rug. And that was kind of a growing up mentality that you had to face with when it came to dealing with emotion and communication and so i had to really like understand like Mm -hmm. where this was coming from too and you know empathize with you it takes takes a lot of empathy when it when you're getting to the nitty-gritty of how do you fight or how do you have a disagreement i i don't like using the word fighting because i feel like a fight is like so aggressive You, you having disagreements is so healthy like you're not always going to agree like we have disagreements all the time this is why this podcast is like different opinions we have grown through a bunch of different opinions um but i'd say i think the dynamic for us when we would have different disagreements and arguments changed when we stopped trying to win yeah you know like there had to be one winner like somebody had to give up something somebody had to lose somebody had to say sorry you can healthy argue without having to win. And for us, when we would fight, there, there, it felt like there needed to be a winner. It felt like the first person who said sorry was the loser. Mm-hmm. That you know, you had to hold on to your pride um, because that was more valuable than whatever you were fighting for in, yeah. in the first place. And then I think you remove that element, right? You remove the element of we're trying to win. Someone's trying to win. Somebody's pride has to, you know, be bent and you get to the root of the problem, right? And not only do we get to the root of the problem, but we realize that we have to get to it together. So someone's gonna have to give a little, both of us are gonna have to give, both of us, neither of us are gonna win because when there is a winner deemed, we both lose. Right, Um, well, I
1: think it's remembering that you're fighting for each other instead of against each other mm -hmm. and just creating safe space to have these arguments. I think that's also key. So if you wanna practice healthy fighting, creating the safe space where you both can talk honestly and freely without judgment of why you feel the way that you feel so your partner can understand where you're coming from and vice versa. That's key. And yeah,
0: also just realizing each other's fight languages is yeah. really important. I mean, just figuring out what the, what is the issue at hand? Yeah. Uh, are you fighting to fix a problem? Or are you fighting to be heard? Sometimes people just want, someone to listen and then sometimes someone just wants the problem to fit be fixed so figuring out what it is um at the beginning of when the disagreement is first happening do you want me to be here with you to fix this or do you want me to just listen to you yeah Um, those are two different asks too which we learned the hard way Mm -hmm. (laughs) in therapy and you know here we are now growing and in growth yeah um and I think helpful. that was our only
1: questions for today. Yeah. Please join us next Thursday for a brand new episode. Follow us on social media on Eden XJ on TikTok and Instagram. Give us five stars on this podcast.
0: um But just a reminder, we are throwing a big LGBT New Year's Eve party at Catch Wine. Uh, if you've been to any of our parties, still Night, they are just epic and they're so fun. We put a lot of energy and effort into these things, and we love creating unforgettable memories and nights for you all so go get your ticket uh it's a link in our bio and you can follow us at edenxj on everything and just stay up to date on what we're doing yeah and don't forget to give us five stars on this podcast we truly appreciate it yes please thank you and it was great talking with you and we'll see you next week
1: bye Bye.